0: Da-na-na, da-na-na, Please welcome your host, Christopher Roush, to the Raw and Inscripted Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Tuesday night, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I'm Christopher Roush, your host for the No Excuses Raw and Inscripted Show, where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. And we're excited to have you here again, like we are every single week, Tuesday nights. Put it on your calendar, 7 p.m., where I come here and I deliver you guys the goods that are that are specifically designed for you to shift your perspective, shift shift your, shift your beliefs into ways that you can actually start making tangible benefits in your life today. Today. I had to think about that for a second as I was uh, shifting my ear monitor, but uh, look who we got in the house already. We got, we got Roberts in the house. This is boom, shaka, laka, 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 laka. What's up? What's up? Good, good to see you, Robert. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, I know the rest of the family is going to be showing up here in just a moment. Uh, I appreciate you being here, Robert. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, so what's going on in the life of Christopher Roush? How do we usually start this show? Um, Yeah, so 75 hard. You guys have been keeping up with me, 75 hard. I got to look at my watch. What day is it? Today is the 20th, right? So day 50. Today is day 50 of 75 hard. I've been doing this shit for 50 days. Two workouts a day. Woo. Woo two workouts a day, no booze, no sugar, healthy eating. I've lost probably 14 pounds. I've gained a couple of pounds of muscle. Uh, I've read now what, uh, so 50 days times 10 pages a day. So 500 pages of, a, of books. Uh, man, I'm just on fire. I'm excited because When you really take responsibility for your life and you put yourself in the situations that kind of make you uncomfortable and challenge you, especially in the summertime, it's amazing what you can get done. So I've got a lot done. My clarity, my passion, my drive has never been better. Um, So, yeah, I'm rocking it. So day 50 of 75 hard, just got 25 more days. But in between those 25 days, guess what I get to do? I get to travel. I get to fly to Detroit, go attend a wedding and do it all sober. Yes. Not like I'm an alcoholic or anything, but who doesn't who doesn't like going to a wedding and have a little fun and partying and especially when you fly? Man, I need some drinks when I fly. I'm kind of one of those guys, a little white knuckler. So Um, so you guys have to say a a few prayers for me and I'll be doing my breath work. You doing my breath work. Uh, I'll be doing a little cannabis work. I'll probably be doing a little muscle relaxer work and I will just be chilling on that airplane. So, yeah, 75 hard, baby. My last day is I think August 14th or August, August 15th. And we've been leading a band of gypsies in uh, Facebook, the book, the group called The 75 Hard Unstoppables, an amazing group. And actually, I just got to give a shout out to Todd Moore. Todd, I want to congratulate you. Todd said he didn't finish, he didn't do all of his tasks in one day. And he says, you know what? I'm going to start over. And that's the thing. If you don't finish all of your tasks every day, you start over from day one. So I just want to compliment you, Robert, or not Robert, I was looking at Robert's name. Uh, Todd, I want to compliment you on having the integrity to say, you know what? I'm going to start over on day one because that's what it's about. It's about keeping your word to yourself, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it's really important about this show is is really Getting across the message to you guys That you're in control of your thoughts and your actions You're in control of your beliefs You're in control of your perspectives And that's what we do here on the show Is get you to have an opportunity to see things differently Maybe start seeing things in more of a forgiving way And a more of an understanding way Rather than in an angry and a hurtful way Which sometimes we tend to do Because we're emotional beings uh, here on Earth So I'm excited tonight Because I have a guest that was referred to me by You guys have seen her on my show The Unstoppable Tracy Schmidt She was on this show She was also on our Unfiltered Experience show show tracy schmidt the unstoppable tracy schmidt if you did not see that show uh go over to youtube.com forward slash christopher roush and check out that show because um the unstoppable tracy schmidt is amazing uh so she referred me to this gentleman mr michael challenger and michael and i had a great conversation and got to know each other did some background research on him and i said yes you need to be here on the ron and scripted show so without any further ado please welcome to the ron and scripted show mr michael challenger what's going on michael it's good to see you brother. hello you hello
1: I am doing fantastic tonight. I love your introduction. Congratulations on your journey for your 70 day, 25 day challenge. It's really awesome. So I know that's like when you go on those campaigns. So uh, I'm wishing you all the best. It sounds really cool.
0: Oh, thank you, man. I don't need any wishing. I don't need any wishing. I'm good, but actually I will be honest. I went through, I went to my group and I told them uh Sunday. I wasn't feeling very good. I was feeling like really hot. Like I had a fever feeling really tired, feeling just not ready to do two workouts. And I I kept procrastinating through the day. Like, Oh, you know, I'm going to do it at four o'clock. I'll do one at four o'clock and I'll do one at eight o'clock. And the truth was I got to, I got to like, uh, what was it about? Seven o'clock, seven o'clock. Still, I'd done either one of the workouts, seven o'clock. And I was like, and there was, there was a nanosecond. I want to tell you this, Michael, there was a nanosecond where I was like, I'll just do one and I'll say I did two. A nano ah,
1: you, no, but a you know what I'm saying? So, so, so uh-huh. I still wish you the because you never know. We're mm. always those mini challenges pop up and we got to like, we got to get centered and make sure that we stay on point. So the fact that you're still in it and you're still winning. Congrats.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, I have a tattoo on my forearm that says, what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. So in that moment, I looked, at, I looked at, I looked down at it and I was like, I told my wife, cause she's doing it with me. I said, well, here's the deal. We have an exercise bike upstairs. I said, I'm going to go upstairs right now. I'm going to jump on the bike and I'm gonna do the bike for 35 minutes. And then I've got some dumbbells and I'm going to do a 10 minute weight workout. And then I'm going to rest for 20 minutes. And then I'm going to go do a 45 minute walk. So I wasn't crushing it by any means, but I did both of my 45 minute workouts. I did one of them outside, which I have to do. And the God's honest truth is I was pleased. I was apt. I was really stoked for myself because I was like, you know what? Normally I would have said I wouldn't do that, but I got up and I did it anyway and made it happen. So yeah, it's all about being unstoppable, baby. You understand that, right?
1: Absolutely. Oh, I love, I love it. And I love the fact that Unstoppable Tracy referred me uh, to uh, speaking to you. She's an awesome, awesome woman. And so uh, the fact that we are now in alignment, it, it makes sense because unstoppable is like my... I, I use the word all the time. I'm like, if you want to do this and be unstoppable, this is what you need to do. So it's really cool. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it.
0: <laughs> yep. That's, that's what I say all the time, too. That's what I got referred to her by my mutual friend, Patricia. She's like, you talk about being unstoppable and Unstoppable Tracy. And I was like, okay, who's this Unstoppable Tracy? And I'm like... Okay, I'll shut up. Uh, yeah, yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. As soon as you meet Tracy, it's like we bow down to you, Tracy. We like there's a newfound respect when it comes to Unstoppable.
0: It's so true. How did you meet her?
1: Uh, so Tracy, and I, we were actually at a conference and we were both speakers at the actual conference. So, uh, we had met and then it was just like, boom, the synergy was incredible. And we just said, we were like, we need to stay in contact. Now Tracy and I work together. I have an agency, uh, and Tracy's actually affiliated with the agency. So she's, uh, the relationship has, as is, just beautiful. Cause we get to do all kinds of stuff together.
0: Awesome, man. That's so cool. She's such a, such a beautiful soul. we got some other beautiful souls in here tonight. we got, uh, Randy's in the house. He says, good evening. Uh, good evening, frowns. Good evening, frowns. I'm not sure what that means. You have to explain that, Mr. Randy. Uh, Andrea <laughs> is in the house. She says, Hi, Christopher. Or, oh, he says, or friends. That's what it is. So, ladies and gentlemen, frowns are actually friends. So turn your frowns into <laughs> frowns. That's what we got to do. There you go. That's what we got to do. We got Robert sharing some stuff with us tonight. He says, Good evening, Michael um Nellie's in the house she says hey y'all what's up Nellie's calling in from Texas what's up what's up good to see you and of course we have our introduction so one of the questions that I've been asking most of my guests recently Michael is and especially in the space that we're in you know as coaches coaches and speakers and whatnot personal development people over the last 18 months of everything that's happened in the world with COVID social injustice everything that's gone on in the world what has what has shifted for you and where have you grown um uh, through that process
1: yeah, you know, what? it's funny because, again, we uh, I, I look at COVID, as uh, I say it all the time, it's been an incredible training ground for me to actually really uh, have an honest conversation with myself. And I think that COVID for many people, uh, whether we liked it or not, really put us in a, in a space where we could actually uh, see what's going on and check in and really understand uh, what is it that I really want. So for myself, uh, even though it's pretty clear about some of the things that I wanted to achieve, Chris, I got even... More serious with life objectives, and uh, and really, talk, you know, whether that was my like physical wellness, emotional wellness, all the different well wellness aspects that I talk about every single day, I really took myself, put myself through my own personal challenge, so that I can actually live the life that I wanted. So COVID was an incredible uh, uh, time for that. It was obviously unexpected for everybody, but uh, mm-hmm. what I did with the time was actually was was amazing.
0: Yeah, right. And so, so you you did what what we teach people how to do is pivot you got into a situation like okay what am i going to do i'm a paid speaker i've got speaking contracts out there how am i going to earn money you pivoted you from based on based on the fact that what you had in your mindset and what you learned from talk to us about uh, your 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 story overall and and was that something that you were uh always doing in your life is pivoting or is that something you had to learn from an adverse situation that happened that uh, kind of spawned you to take control and responsibility in your life
1: yeah, I mean, you know what, I think the fortune for my life was, again, I didn't really have an idea. Like growing up, I, I was never the, the kid that was actually clear about what he wanted to do. But I was, uh, uh, I, was, I, was, I was trained to pivot because I was actually in the performing arts. So I was this young entrepreneur, this kid who actually got into a business who was getting paid at a very young age, at the age of 13 years old, was like, hey, if you do this, you can actually make some money. And I was like, okay, this sounds pretty cool. So when I got into it, uh, I was taught how to use an agenda? How to actually like be structured and just be ready and like optimistic with any opportunity that came my way. So I was very much I was accustomed to pivoting. It's always been the kind of non-conventional way of living. So uh, it wasn't it's it's not foreign, foreign for me to pivot. So but uh, so when COVID happened and when I had my I actually had my you know office space that I had my employees uh, that was definitely challenged because it was like how am I going to sustain and maintain. Uh, other people's lives, right? So it wasn't just about me, it was other people. So there was definitely that challenge, but it all worked out in the end because everybody's happier working from home. Hmm.
0: <laughs> Isn't that amazing how sometimes actually things work out for the better? We sit there and we stress about situations and we sit there and we hope, wish, and pray that somehow they'll change. But you know, I believe that life unfolds for us and not to us in, in, that, in the fact that we have the opportunity to take a breath and sit there, and you know, respond to something. And actually, I was doing this with myself earlier today. I find myself when I start feeling anxious is I'm asking myself, "Where am I focused at?" And I found that earlier today, I was anxious. And I was like, "I'm focusing on results instead of the moments." Talk to us about that. 100%. Talk to us about, about about the about where it is that we focus and what it is that we get from that focus.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's the actual the actual foundation of fear is the fact that we are accustomed we we, we, we have the uh, an idea that we think that we should have or the results that we should have and you know with the idea of stepping away from it and actually just allowing it to happen because whatever it is as you know Chris, whatever is meant for you will unfold exactly the way that it should. So that is something that again it's like through the training and understanding again idea is great because it gives us direction to where we want to go but how it unfolds it really is about trusting. And the only way that we can do that is if we do our own self, when we do our work, or we actually look at ourselves and actually really understand the fullness as to how we can pivot or respond to whatever it is that's coming our way. So that's just, and I love it because it always, it's always new and different, right? Like I'm always, I, I come back to the space of gratitude constantly. And I'm always like, I'm so happy that I do this work because I get to learn about myself even more every single day. And I share it with others. So the gift is, not only do I learn about myself, but then I get to share and then it helps somebody else's life.
0: Mm, Yes. Taking your trash and making it your treasure, baby. That's what I talk about. I'm a former seventh grade homeless dropout who lived in the the streets, lived in the backseat of a station wagon for four years, went back, got my master's degree. I mean, made a successful life out of myself and was able to do that because the base on the fact that I was able to look at every situation as happening for me and unfolding for me. And whether I liked it or not, I knew that I was going to get through that because I just knew that I had to figure it out. It's always been something about me that's always had to figure things out to be able to solve them, to be able to go and help other people get to the same situation. Have you always been that type of person who wanted to help people? Or is this something that's trans- transitioned in your life uh, based on something that's happened where you're like, oh, wait, I'm going to be this person now, I'm going to be this person. Is that, has that been the, the trajectory for you?
1: Well, it's actually, it's, it's it's a good question because I have always been the type of kid that has been wanting the best for other people. So yes, I was always this kid that's, you know, has been encouraging people like, let's look at the, you know, Let's look at the, the options in life. Let's actually see what we can do. So I've always been that, you know, the last name given to me from Birth Challenger. I've, I'm just literally like I live by my last name. I'm like, let's challenge ourselves to uh, have a better life. I've always wanted a better life. And so I've always looked at how. could what are some of the things, the questions, real questions, authentic questions that I can ask myself so that I can actually live where I, what I, what I want and where I want to go. So it's really, it's cool when we can reprogram the mind and actually start to think differently about what it is that we deserve.
0: Mm, reprogram the mind. Tell us about that. How does one reprogram their mind?
1: Yeah. So reprogramming is something that I love talking about because at, at the end of the day, you know, our brain, weak, we, you know, it fires, you know, millions and millions of, of you know different messages. And so, uh, but we've also accepted different uh ideas and thoughts based off of what we've been programmed as children, uh, what our parents have taught, generational pain, all that stuff that we actually harp. Or within. And so when we look at the full spectrum of it and actually look at ourselves and say, okay, you know, for some reason, I'm living this life that everybody told me that I should be living, but I'm not happy at the end of the day. And that's what I talk about. I'm at the end of the day. If you're feeling unhappy, you got to delve deeper and figure out what it is that's stopping you. So really changing yourself. Changing yourself is the key to reprogramming your mind. And so, uh, developing new habits. So, again, like, again, these challenges are great because you develop these new habits along the way, and then you discover new things along the way about who you are and what you want. So, um, but you got to get clear. And that's the thing, Chris. It's about, you know, if you're when you reprogram the mind, you got to get clear about what it is that you want so that you can actually obtain it. But if you're not clear, you're always going to send mixed, mixed messages in the universe, and you're never going to get what you want.
0: Ooh, clear on what you want. What does Michael want most? That's my question for you.
1: I, I, you know, what I want to raise the vibration for humanity. That's what I want. I, I think that based off of my own uh, personal experiences and what uh, through travel and understanding that the reason why people are stuck where they're stuck is because it's a lack of education. Uh, if when I show up and I actually have a real conversation or when there's two people like ourselves are having, you know, an unfiltered or just a real conversation, people gain so much from it because. Sometimes we just don't know how. And I know that for myself, I just didn't know how, which is why the fear was huge for me because there was always uh, this idea that I had in my mind that I couldn't achieve it. But when I really like understood how to do it, it the fear melted away.
0: Mm. What do you think fear really is? You know, I
1: think it's it's uh, it's a combination of again what we've been told, what we should be doing, and again the fear is again people know the acronym: false expectations appear real. Again, this idea of things and we put things in the future. It's a uh, it's procrastination. Uh, it's idea. It's things that we don't necessarily want to accept in our lives, and we just we we think that okay, if I um, if i if, if if i keep it out there then i'll be safe right and so we just most of our most of us just want to stay safe in our space and place in our life but once we get uncomfortable we start to realize that's when we start to really live so fear is uh is really safety in the at the end of the day
0: Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, it's, it's having that certainty. It's like what you said was so perfect. If I have a dream and it's out here, but I'm afraid of achieving it, I'm afraid of the success or afraid of the failure. As long as it's out here, as long as I'm going for my dream, then as long as I never have to really go for it, then I'll never fail. And I've seen so many people do Thank that. It's like, what is holding you back? I'm like, And I found that out for myself. I found that out for myself years and years and years ago, restoring a car of all things. I'm like, why do I procrastinate on this? What is my fear? I have the money, I have everything else. And I started thinking, I'm like, I'm afraid that it's not going to turn out like my vision is. And so as long as my vision is here and that's here and I come up with all these excuses why I'm not doing it, then I don't have to do anything. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get to it one day. I'm busy and everything else. And that's why I became the no excuses coach because I'm like, okay, we just got to cut out those excuses. Let's talk. Let's talk about excuses. What do you what do you find are some of the biggest excuses you hear from your clients and how do you get them to overcome them?
1: Well, I think that you know what? It, it's a combination of different things. Listen, I, I actually work with people, I deal with a lot of archetypes when we actually uh, create these archetypes that we should live up to. And so when we dismantle some of those archetypes with people, we understand at the end of the day, we are not clear about what we want. And I think that there's such a um, there's such a there's such a beauty in in when we get these when we have these real conversations with ourselves to figure out that it's not about, it it's it's not necessarily about excuses. It's just the fact that we're just we're so uh, again programmed to think that we should be acting and doing a certain way based on what we look like and what we sound like, and it, you know, and what the messages have been uh, told that we should be doing. So I get to help people in many ways, uh, Chris, to just to, to to like put away the shit. You know, with and and if we're like and let's let's get down to business. Let's get down to what you're feeling inside. Let's get down to what what is getting you up in the morning. What what what's the thing that you actually really want? And we start to really work towards in that direction. So uh, it's it's powerful when people uh, take that dive, go deeper within themselves to figure out what it is that they what they truly want. So yeah, it's so excuses. <sighs> It's a, it's, it's a, it's an interesting word because, um, usually we, we figure out that it's not an excuse. It's just because they're, they're confused.
0: Mm -hmm. Usually I've, I've determined, I peeled back the onion and determined it's a, it's a belief. It starts off with a belief, the belief that creates the excuse. And one of the biggest excuses that we were ever given as kids is, Hey, Michael, did you do your best? Yeah. Okay. We'll do better next time. That's it. Okay. Okay. So. Okay. All I got to do is to say I did my best. Okay. That's a great example. Yeah. Uh, Chris, did you do your best? Yeah, I did my best. Okay. We'll do better next time. Okay, cool. Did you do your best? I did my best. I'll do better next time. Okay. And we just keep saying that over and over again, not knowing what our best is and not knowing what better is. I mean, it's so, it's so, it's so crazy. I want to take a second here just to welcome some other people here. And then I got another question for you. We got Tim Gillette in the house. What's up, Tim? Sure. Good to see you, brother. He says, Hey, Chris, what's going on? Um, We got Tim saying hello to Robert. Uh, Nellie says much unstoppable peace and love from Texas. We got, uh, we got May in the house. What's going on, May? Good to see you. She says, hello. Uh, Jacqueline's in the house. She says hello, Christopher and Michael. And we got some other people in the house. Um, and, uh, yeah. just want to make sure we grab, and anytime you guys, just as a reminder for those of you guys who are new, anytime you guys have any questions or you want to uh, participate in the conversation, feel free to jump in the comments uh, either myself or Michael will be happy to answer any of your questions. Um, so let me get rid of this. And so um thinking about, you know, that, that conditioning and that programming and the excuses I think about um, leverage and I think about, you know, what if we have enough, if we have enough of a why, hang on for a second, if we have enough of a why we have that leverage to figure out what our how is. But some of the times I figure out with my clients is that when we were trying to identify what the problem is, they'll come to me and say, Oh, Chris, this is my problem. What I find out is that's a symptom of a problem. And then we have to dig deeper to find the root of the problem. Talk to us a little bit about that, how we how sometimes we get caught up in the symptoms of something rather than really dealing with the root issue at the root cause.
1: Yeah, I think it's, you know, again, when we, you know, and, and again, coming back down to safety, the fact is, is that it's just easier to uh, deal with surface, surface talk. It's easy to just deal with like the symptom and go, I kind of think it's coming from here, but uh, delving deeper, Chris, going actually figuring out where, uh, where the pain actually starts is the hard work. And and you need, you know, this is, you know, I had a, I heard a, a guy the other day talk about, you know, I don't think that, you know, coaches are necessary and that, you know, we can actually do our homework and figure it out. Yes, it's true, but there's a, a certain but to a certain degree, you know, if you're gonna go into some of these really uncomfortable places, you need somebody to like literally to, to guide you and support you in that space.
0: I'm not sure you might have you your, your internet might oh, be breaking I think up.
1: I disappeared Did you guys are me? there
0: yeah you're uh I think your internet just slowed down for a second are you there Michael I think I uh, Michael is frozen Michael is frozen in time frozen hopefully I'm not frozen who's frozen Is anybody frozen? So ladies and gentlemen, what's, uh, what do you feel about this conversation? Put in the comments, something that you feel that you are missing from your life and the fact of your belief systems. What are your belief systems? What belief systems are you missing at this moment? And, uh, while we wait for Michael to hopefully come back, um, where are you at, Michael? He is stuck. He is frozen in time. You know, when I, whoops, Michael, Michael will be back. He has, he's experiencing technical difficulties. So, um, you know, when I think about life in general, I think about the situations that I've been in, um, you know, I'm not gonna minimize the fact that I know people were out there struggling right now and that we're trying to find hope and we're trying to find the opportunity, especially with the news media and everything else, trying to paint all these negative pictures to us. You know, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of uncertainty. But there is a lot of promise and there is a lot of possibility and I believe that with the language that we use, we can really change the trajectory of what it is that we get by being in those moments. And we have Michael back with us here, so welcome back, brother. No problem. <laughs> stuff, stuff happens. Here
1: we are. It happens. It happens. Uh, my apologies. I had no idea what happened.
0: Hey if we were sit- if we- I look at it this way if we were sitting in a restaurant right now basically the waitress just came up and spilled a drink in your lap and you had to go to the bathroom and dry off and now you're back see and then I just sat here and talked to myself for a minute and kept everybody engaged hopefully but um so where were we at we were talking about the root of the problem versus the symptom of the problem I believe
1: Yeah that's correct so yeah so I was just talking about the fact that it's so but it's amazing here's the thing about getting to the root of the problem Chris is that it's it's fascinating to see someone understand where their core issues come from I love getting people there. I love seeing their expression when, again, the education around what it is that they need in order for them to get themselves from being paralyzed and actually doing what they want to do in life. That is the most exciting part of my job. That is the most exciting part of talking or speaking to people or businesses, whoever I'm speaking to, to see their reaction when they get it is the best part of the job.
0: I love actually I tell people that all the time I'm like you know one of the greatest feelings for me is is saying something in such a way when I see that person's face I know they got it and I know that it's yeah. like a shift for them that's like oh and it's usually where I sit there and I get them that like y- anything you've put into your mind anything any belief system you've created in your mind you can uncreate and I sit there and I'll show them the book right there to my right, Victor Frankl's man's search for meaning. I'm like, nobody can make you feel anything unless you choose to make them let, let them make you feel that. And I think that's such a crucial uh, aspect of, of life in general. And I look at it this way, Michael, I look at it that people in two groups, you're either a victim or you're a victor based on that language that you use on yourself. Somebody was asking me a question earlier and they asked me like, what is the, one of the, one of the greatest tips you can give somebody that doesn't cost anything that can change their life immediately. And I said, change the fucking words you use on yourself oh i'm never gonna be good at that i always suck at that you know that person's always mean you know i sit there and i tell my clients and i tell everybody eliminate two words always and never always and never get those out of your vernacular but talk to us about that that victim mindset versus the victor mindset and the language that we use to support either one
1: yeah. You know what? I always talk about the fact that there's no right or wrong. I think that like based off without go- going into, the, you know, again, like my my whole like life story, the fact that some of the experiences, Chris, that I've experienced of traveling, I started traveling at a very young age and some of those things that I've been able to do and the people that I've been able to work with and what others thought that my life would have been like there's, there's there's nothing that can, like I, to this day, I'm still in awe of all some of the experiences that I've, that I've been able to go through because I never gave myself any limits in life. So the fact is, is that again, it's what are you, what are you saying to yourself? What's the language, right? There isn't any right or wrong. Somebody, if that's, if somebody has something to say about what they think they should be doing, that's their opinion. What do you want? And and you have to have that serious conversation. You've gotta be real with yourself and, and, and no bullshit at the end of the day, because at the end of the day, 95% of the people are unhappy on this planet because they don't actually ask themselves the right question, right? There's a small percentage of people that are really living authentically and doing what it is that they want to do. So this is why I like it, because so many people, they need coaches. They need the reminder. They need somebody to uplift them and get them into the right space. So, you know, um, language is key. That, like language and, and how we, what we repeat in our mind, which is there's so many great exercises out there of like creating new mantras, writing things down on, on a, from a repetitious standpoint, writing it down so that you start to believe it right? Because at the end of the day, that's all this is, right? Like you're talking about, again, your belief system, right? Uh, Programming, television, uh, you know, school, all of the programming is something that we need to look at and see, does this actually work with who I am as a person? If not, what are you going to do about
0: it? Mm, I love it. I love it. I love it. I want to shift gears here for a second because I think about my life and where I was headed. And if not for one person, Believing in me and pouring into me and getting me to change my opinions and my beliefs about myself at 17 years old. I'd either be dead or in jail or probably working 17 jobs. Talk to us about the mentors in your life that really helped you create the man that you are today.
1: Yeah, I mean, oh, God, that's uh, uh, another good question where, you know, to be honest with you from a very young age, I didn't have the belief system. Honestly, I, uh, I was a very emotional kid that was uh, put in a situation where people just thought like, you have a lot of talent. Yes, I had a lot of talent, but I didn't think that I could actually go really far with the talent. And so because of those reminders, this is, is why I talk about community as well. You got to surround yourself with people who actually believe in you. You got to be in a community of people that actually want to see you actually thrive and, and disassociate yourself with people who are actually in the same low vibration of you right? The reality is, is, that this is why we talk about, you know, you're the average of the, the five, you know, people in your, the, the five closest people in your life, you really got to associate yourself with the right people that actually want to see you go in the right direction. And if not, like, and it's hard work, like you got to step away and, and say to yourself, do these people or these things really want to see me go where I want to I want to go in my life. And to this day, you, you know, it's like, I, I, you know, I speak to, I don't know how many people, Chris, every single day, and I, I, I have, you know, I've had wonderful people, but I've also had to be really harsh with myself and say, no more, this doesn't work for me anymore. This is we're not not vibing at the same level anymore. My, you know, I'm at another frequency in my life and I have to respect the frequency that I've chosen in my life. And that's some hard work that one has to have with themselves and not connect with people that make us feel comfortable. It's gonna get uncomfortable Mm -hmm. if you wanna do, you know, sometimes and that's okay.
0: Oh, that's okay. I love that. Getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. You got to do things that you haven't done before to get what you haven't got. That's what I talk about. Yeah. I tell people that all yeah. the time. They're like, "Well, Chris, you don't understand. It's my family. You know, it's my family that's holding me back. Holding me back." And I'm like, "Um, I have my thoughts on that. I have a story to tell on that. What do you say when it when it's their family or it's their spouse?"
1: You know, I understand, you know, I, I like, listen, I'm, I I have a lot of compassion when it comes down to uh, uh, understanding like some people are just extremely close to their family. So I respect that. But the fact is, is that if you're feeling like your family's dysfunctional, if you're feeling like your family doesn't understand who you are, what are you willing to put up with? A miserable life and, and stick with the family that, uh, that you, you know, that's not, doesn't work for you or stepping out and just saying, hey, if you respect me enough and love me enough, can you see me go in the direction that I want? And most families, you know, oh crap. Here we go again.
0: Are you are you still there? Are you freezing? Did the <sighs> waitress spill another drink on you? Did the waitress spill another drink on Michael? See, that's the cool thing about doing stuff live. Is sometimes shit happens we got jordan michael thomas in the house what's up jordan michael thomas good to see you man thank you for spending your tuesday night with us hope you're enjoying the conversation here got uh we got uh scott is in the house what's up scott good to see you everybody's doing their introductions i love the guys you guys do your introductions i get that i love it i love it i love it and uh we got we got michael coming back in he's going to be doing something else right here in a second um yeah, I need be like Robert says right here, it goes, I need people to love on every day. It's an absolute yes, 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 yes. Um, whoops, we got uh Nelly says, uh Nelly says, I just experienced this with my family this past year. Tell us about that, Nelly. Tell us about that. Um <clears throat> and back to the show, back from the bathroom. We have Michael. What's I, up, Michael?
1: I, just want another pee, I,
0: I was on another pee break. I'm back. And you're back. <laughs> <clears throat> no worries no worries dude i've done shows from big bear i've done shows from places that didn't have wi-fi um i just roll with it we just that's why we call it raw and scripted Maybe we just keep we just keep rolling with it all right so where were we we were talking about some. we were talking about something really good um oh family we're talking, about, talking to us about family. Yeah, family so you so you were, yes, you, were so that, you were giving yeah. a very eloquent answer for telling them to
1: yeah, you know yeah. what? I, 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 yeah, ex- well, exactly, and the fact is, is that it's like, again, if when you're when you're clear about what you want, then and if your pa- family respects what you want, then eventually, let's be honest, Chris, there will be some type of alignment. That's what I mm-hmm. literally, that's what I did in my life. I actually, I tra- again, I traveled at a very young age, uh, and because of the success that I was having, people just had to accept it. There was no ands, ifs, or buts but about it. It was just, he's doing his thing, it's working, okay. You know, and uh, and and that's what ended up happening. So uh, there's, a, you know, when we love ourselves enough, or when we respect ourselves enough, we will give ourselves the permission to do what we deserve.
0: Mm, I love it. I love it. <clears throat> For me, I had to wish my sister, my half sister, well back in 2005 because she was just so toxic. And I was just like, okay, I knew at that point I was just coming out of a situation where I wanted to save everybody. That's why I became a coach originally. I was like, I'm going to go out and save the world. I'm going to go out there and save the world. And I was finding that I was just like, okay her toxicity level was just so abundant. And I was like, okay, I got to tolerate some of this from my mom and some other people in my life, but I definitely don't have to tolerate it from you. And I, I really nicely and, and very emphatically wished her well. I'm like, go have a great life. I'm not going to surround myself with, 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 toxic situations like you. Um, cause I knew at the root, she was like, I'm going to blame everybody. I'm going to, everybody else's, it's their fault. It's their responsibility. And I'm like, yeah, no, um, I, I didn't see you for most of my life and now I'm not going to see you for the rest of my life. I wish you well. Um, I I I love about this too, Chris. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, so I was just saying that uh, what I love about it as well is that these are the cards that we have been dealt. And at a certain point, we have to accept the fact that there's going to be people who are just not in alignment with who we are. And we just have to learn how to accept that. And that's something that I had to do. Uh, Of course, again, the idea of having a really uh, great family who understands everything that you want to do and respects every choice that you make is, is what we all want. And some people have the fortune of having that. Most of us don't. And so, uh, and that's okay, right? But again, it comes back down to, what's the conversation that you're having with yourself? Are you uh, uh, going going to right, to work, do the work in respect to what you want and get the results that you want versus waiting for other people to tell you what they think you should be doing?
0: Mm. I mean, that's a great point. Cause we've talked about that a little bit in this show is talking about what it is that we want or what it is that we want most. I've talked to people and I want to get your perspective on this. Um, people tell me, Chris, I don't know what I want. I know I want to be happy. I know I want to be successful, but I'm just, I just don't know what I want. And I'm stuck. And I've been in this state of being comfortably miserable. What do you say to those people to get them to realize what it is that they truly want? I have some ideas on that, but I'm, I'm just interested to hear what you have your people walk through.
1: Yeah, I just, you know what, one of the things that I do with the company is uh, we actually have a thing called Eight Steps to Wellness. Mm-hmm. And uh, wh- what we realize in many ways is that, again, it's not it's not a judgment thing, as most of us are just not well. There's areas of their are emotional wellness, there's our financial wellness, there's the intellectual wellness, there's just things that we don't know what we should be focusing on in, in order for us to actually figure out what we want. So you got it, you got to you got to go deeper, you got to look at uh, areas of your life that you need to improve on in order for you to figure out what you want. If you think that the answer is just gonna become clear to you. And if you know if you're whatever, 30 years old, 40 years old, 70 years old, listen, Chris, I have I have clients from the age of 10 to 73. And I have a 73-year-old person right now that's still figuring out what they want. It's a beautiful thing, but you know it's it's real. And so, but if you're not asking yourselves the right questions, you're always going to struggle because you're not you're the, either the wills out there, or you're not being uh, transparent enough with your own self, right? You're still de- deviating in a way that's uh, distracting or just just staying safe. And so, um, it so you you gotta you, I the simple answer to that is you gotta do the work. <laughs>
0: You got to do the work you can't get out. You can't get out of life without, you know, I mean, what what do they say? You, you get out of life, what you put into it. And so many people are sitting there, you know, playing the, the, it's everybody else's. When, when am I going to get mine? game and all the other stuff? It's just, it's just amazing how many, um, victims we do have in our life. And, um, uh, you know, when I think about that, I think about, um, what type of strategies we can help our viewers and the people that are listening to this on the podcast, what kind of strategies can we get them to, to get out of the emotional state? Like so many times we're emotional and we take things personally. One of the questions you talked about questions. One of the questions I love the most is what am I making this to mean about me? What am I making this to mean about me? Because in those situations what do we what do we immediately go to is that emotional reaction, not a response, but we go to a reaction. So talk to us a little bit about that, how we can, how we can get out of that, that, that mouse. Trap. I'm still
1: here. I don't know if you guys can hear me. God,
0: yep. You're good. Okay. <laughs> Did you hear the question?
1: No, I did it. You went away.
0: Oh, I went away. Well, I, okay. So, what was my question? Um, see, that's the funny thing. I ask great questions. I'm like, okay, now I'm on to the next question. Um,
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: I was plus I'm sitting here reading all the comments. Uh, Monique says here. Let me go back to this. She goes, "I want so much and don't know where to start." Exactly. The thing I think about this. Oh, that's what I was going to go with. Is sometimes we don't know what we really want, but we don't, but we know what we don't want. And I think that's an important delineation is to know what we don't want. But for me, <clears throat> it's what do we want most? And when I, when I took that question into heart, I was at a funeral and I sat at the back of the church and I thought, okay, if I died tomorrow, who would show up and what would they say? And long story short, I went home and I wrote my eulogy. And in that eulogy, it says Christopher Roush will have fought for what was right and what was fair. He will have risked for which that mattered and he will have left the earth a better place for who he was and what he did. And in that also, it was about me being a great dad and, you know, impacting the world and stuff like that. So, um, that's, that's where it was for me, Monique, is just realizing what it is that I didn't want and, and working backwards from that and realize, okay, what I want is to make an impact in the world. All the other things that I thought were important didn't appear in that eulogy. And it caused me to think, okay, what was my real reason for wanting those? And going back to your point, Michael, it was because other people wanted them. And if I wanted them as bad as other people wanted them, then I got the acceptance and the significance and the inclusion and everything else. Um, shifting from that other question that I don't remember. I was going to ask you talk to us about that. Talk to us about the, the fact that, you know, the first love is self-love, but so often we want to put love on everybody else first.
1: Yeah. You know what? Well, and the key word to actually putting the love on everybody else is validation. Uh, Honestly, I can tell you from my own experience. The fact is, is that even the, the false love of people applauding you and telling you how great you are lasts for about five minutes. Because at the end of the day, if you're not happy with yourself, it's like life just sucks. Right? For you. It sucks for you because you just feel like you're constantly trying to appease everybody else. Trying to please everybody never goes anywhere. So, you know, one of my experiences that I, I've actually experienced, because I remember I was on the TV show. I was actually uh, on a TV show called Dancing with the Stars. And, and so mm-hmm. I was doing this show, and I, and I remember that I was, uh, so I was one of you know, I was a director, choreographer, blah, blah, blah. I was on the show. It was really cool, great experience. But I remember, like, there were fans on the show that were like, oh my God, they were like saying my name. And I remember just having a moment thinking to myself, this isn't, this, like, I had to thank you so much, but, but it's so not in alignment with 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 who I am. Like you don't even know me. And and I you know, so I know I'm going deep with it, but there was that moment where it like it lasts for so little, like for so little. You really gotta um uh do the work so that you can actually go to bed, feel happy about what it is that you want you're waking up and doing every single day. So uh, validation is um, is exhausting. (laughs) Like it just really is. Like trying to be validated from you know your best friend, from your boss, from you know it's like do what you got to do, the do the best that you can. But and knowing if you know that you did the best, then that's all that really matters. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah.
0: Oh, you just triggered something. So what do you define as your best? Because this is something, Michael, that I've been really obsessed with the last couple of years. Like I said before, in that, in that excuse category, um, well actually more, I was probably like six or seven years ago. I was doing something at night and I sat there and I thought to myself, I said, well, I did the best I could. And I immediately, that's what made me key in on that. I'm like, Chris, was that your best? And so from that point forward, i in everything that I do, half the time I will sit there and I'll go, is this my best? Am I giving this my best, whether I'm washing my car, whether I'm playing with my son, whether I'm doing something, is this my best? What is your definition of your best? And how can we help people raise that bar for themselves to really, you know, cause one of the things that I'm very passionate about is making people realize that they have so much more potential than they really see that they have so much more strength, so much more power, so much more opportunity than they see right before them. Talk to us about that. What can we do for people to yep. get them to see that for themselves?
1: You know what, Chris, I think doing your best, you know whether you're doing your best or not. This is a conversation, again, that when you, are, when you step into whatever it is that you want, I know for myself, I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of things that I want to accomplish. When I make a list of things that I want to accomplish and I finish that list, I'm excited the fact that I completed it. And that was my best for that day. You know whether it's your best or not. You know what the day before what you did so that, you know, the next day, maybe you don't necessarily complete the list. But if that was your best for for that day and you're moving in the right direction, then that's your best. There's again, I come back to the idea there's no right or wrong. Right. You just have to know what like in order for you to feel satisfied with yourself. You gotta, you gotta create some type of agreement. Knowing it's okay, give yourself the permission, forgive yourself for not necessarily even if you can't finish the list. Know that you're still doing it. Know that there's still results and things that are that are, will unfold at some point uh, while doing while going on the journey. So you you know whether it's your best or not, you know. And um, I just you know you just instinctively know you know you know at a certain point.
0: We just know <laughs> you do. You do. Um, and actually Monique says the same thing. She says, absolutely. You know, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, blood, sweat, and tears. I know I did my best when I can, when I, when I hit, because I, and this is something I want to ask you about some, so many times we can go in this direction for a second. So many times we want to own our life. We want to know what we want to do in our life, but sometimes we forget of just owning the day. What, how, how would we recommend people just to own the day? What is your rec? What is your prescription for owning the day? Michael.
1: I hope you remember that question because you disappeared. I'm so sorry, Chris. Can you say that question again? (laughs)
0: Um, How do you, we talk a lot about owning our life and and figuring out the legacy of our life and looking at the 40,000 foot view of our life. But uh, I'm thinking about a book that I read called owning the day. What is, what recommendations can you give to people to own the day? Like for me, I'll give you an example. Like for me to own the day before my eyes open, I say what I'm grateful for. And I say my intentions. So every single day, what I'm grateful for, what my intentions are so that I know how to map out my day. And from that point on, I do other stuff, but how do people own their day?
1: Uh, The way that I personally own my day, Chris, is uh, through meditation, Uh, owning my day, knowing that there's there's an element of self-care and self-love that I incorporate in the day is owning the day for me. Everything else after that is a result of me tuning in, checking in with myself, knowing that I'm on track. So the way that I start my day is through is actual is meditation, and that's my version. Uh, I start my day with meditation and I end with meditation, and it's uh, and it keeps me in alignment. It keeps me centered, knowing that that's me owning my day.
0: So what happens in between?
1: and then 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 it's work and then it's everything else that right but it's getting clear about how you want to own your day right so through the meditation you got like right like it's it's literally starting your day getting clear how do i want to you know staying in the space of, of gratitude knowing uh 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 you know just uh, uh, reading different uh reading different books uh st- you know meditating getting into that space that, that it's how I own my day, you know, and, and then everything else follows. So it's uh it's pretty simple, but it, it's, it's what keeps me focused.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And that's so important because sometimes we sit, we let the day own us. And I've had so many people tell me, Michael, like, Oh, th- this is a, this is an idea of what kind of day it's going to be, or it's going to be one of those days. And I sit there and I tell people, don't let a bad moment equal a bad day. You know, it's just, it's, it's a moment in time. It's like, okay, you can have a new restart anytime we want. Sometimes we sit there and say, oh yeah, I'm going to start over January 1st. It's like, you can have a, a brand new restart at 4.30 in the afternoon and say, you know what, from 4.31 on, I'm not going to do and X, Y, and Z anymore. You know, it's all about that, making that, that, that decision that we can make in any moment of time to change the trajectory of our life. And man, I know that, uh, I know it's uh three hours later over there that you guys are over in Montreal. So I'm, I'm going to respect your time because I know it's what, uh, Uh, almost, uh, is it almost, uh, 10, 4, 7, 8, 9. It's It's, uh, almost almost 11,
1: almost uh, almost 11,
0: almost 11, almost 11. 11. And Monique says right here, she goes, I can start, I can restart. I restart every hour.
1: Ooh, check you out.
0: (laughs) Nice, Uh, nice, nice, nice. Nice. Um, where can people get a hold of you to continue the conversation?
1: So, uh, really, uh, there's two, two ways that people can actually get in hold of me, and I like to get people uh, started on their, again, of eliminating fear or getting focused. They can go to uh, www.michaelchallenger.com. On the homepage, uh, you guys, if you're interested in actually really looking at the fear, looking at what's stopping you, go to a thing that's called the Mini Success Workbook. Download is three pages to get you in the right mindset. So uh, that's a great way for people to to find me. And they can go to my Instagram, michael.challenger. They can follow me there. And uh, you know, if you guys want to DM me, ask me any questions, I'll be more than happy to uh, support uh, you along the journey. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, it's been, it's been a blessing to have you here on the Ron and scripted show. I know everybody's enjoying it. There's lots of comments in here. I'm going to go back and of course, as always read all these comments and comment on them. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure I didn't miss any questions in here. Robert is always verbose. Thank you, Robert. Um, yes, 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 yes. So my final question to you, Mr. Michael challenge, yes. <clears throat> you have a microphone to the youth of the world our troubled youth right now, at risk kids, in and out of juvie, dealing with stuff, kids that are great in school. You have a microphone to the youth. What do you tell the youth to prepare them for their life?
1: I tell them to never give up on yourself. If there's one thing that I can say to every youth out there is to find people who love you, who care about you, stick with them, ask them questions. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And keep moving in the right direction.
0: Damn. Mr. Michael Challenger, ladies and gentlemen here on the Ron and scripted show. Michael Challenger, ladies and gentlemen. All right, brother, I'm going to place you backstage. I appreciate you being on here and with all the internet issues. Don't go anywhere. You and I are going to chat for just a second when I close out the show. But ladies and gentlemen, connect with Michael on the DMs there and Instagram and on his Facebook and on his uh, webpage. It's been a pleasure, Michael. I look forward to more conversations with you in the future because we just scratched the surface tonight. So I'm going to place you backstage for a second and then uh, I'll be right back there, oh, back there with you. So hang on one second. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael Challenger. Challenger. When you think about a challenge, do you rise to the challenge or do you run away from the challenge? Are you excited by the challenge? Or are you afraid of the challenge? Do you want things to be certain? Or are you excited by the fact that life is happening every single day? It's unfolding for us. You know, of course, we want certainty. We want to be able to predict and we want our expectations met. I expect this and I expect that. And I think it's reasonable for this and I think it's reasonable for that. What you can also expect is the fact that life is unexpected. And there's going to be twists and turns. And for me, the biggest factor in keeping my focus, like I shared with you guys earlier when talking to Michael, I was, I had some anxiety earlier and I was sitting there getting a little frustrated and feeling out of whack. And I said, where am I, where's my focus, Chris? And I actually wrote it down. Where's my focus? My focus is on the outcome. My focus was on the results. My focus wasn't enjoying the moment, enjoying the beauty and the gratitude and what we have around us. It was wrapped up in, okay, if I don't get those results, then what am I going to do? And then this, and then this, and then this, and it was pontificating about shit that doesn't even exist right now. Instead of just enjoying these particular moments and being able to make you know, them all stick together to create a cohesive life that excites us when we wake up. Because when you think about owning the day, it's about getting up in the morning being like, not rose colored glasses, thinking, oh my God, it's all so great. But waking up, and I tell people all the time, it's like, you wake up and you have your eyes and you have your feet and all your parts still work and still move, and you're still able to function and enjoy life. Be so grateful for that. Be so grateful for that because if you woke up tomorrow and you didn't have your eyes set. And if you woke up tomorrow and you didn't, or you didn't have your left arm, or if you woke up tomorrow and you couldn't go to the bathroom by yourself, or you woke up and you couldn't see what would your problems of today feel like tomorrow? They would feel like nothing. They would feel like nothing. We all have that opportunity to wake up and it's not easy. It's not, but here's what you could do. Whenever you're having one of those rough moments and you're feeling like you don't have uh, the, the answers that you need, start journaling. Start writing stuff down. I was talking to somebody the other day and like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I do uh, I don't talk to anybody. I don't journal. And I'm like, okay, that is a recipe for an explosive situation either now, tomorrow or further on down the road. So if nothing else, just take time to journal, take time to recognize your thoughts, put them out on paper. One of the greatest opportunities we have in our growth is to be aware and accept where we're at in the moment, not hoping that it's better, not theorizing it's better, not polishing it. So it's better. But the best thing we can do is accept where we're at in that moment, be real with ourselves and then take the decisive action to say, listen, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to settle for mediocrity. I'm not going to settle for complacency. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to hustle and I'm going to grind and I'm going to do things that I haven't done before. And I'm going to look at it with a, with a mindset of excitement and amazement like we did when we were kids. When we were kids, we were so excited. What are we going to do today? I don't know. Let's go find out. Let's go figure shit out. Let's pick stuff up. Let's put it in our mouth. Let's go experience. Let's jump out of a tree. And then we get older and we want to be safe and certain and predictable. Guys, I'm 52 years old. You look at the average life expectancy of life, 78 years old. It's ticking. I can hear the fucking clock ticking. Can you hear it ticking? If you hear it ticking, then start making better choices and better decisions today that support what it is that you want. Not what anybody else wants. Like Michael said, what you want. What do you want most? For me, I want peace. I want simplicity. I want impact. Before I wanted all sorts of material things and all sorts of e- egotistical accolades. Oh, I want to be seeing this. I want to be on the best seller list in the New York Times and all. I want simplicity. I want impact. I want peace. I want freedom. I want to be able to say what the fuck I want, when I want, go where I want, do what I want, help who I want and make this world a better place. That's my focus. So I love you guys. I appreciate each and every one of you being here every single week, whether you're live or on the replay. And of course, of course, of course, I got to tell you guys this, um, exciting news, exciting news. My podcast my podcast this show is actually a podcast this show actually started off as a podcast not as a live show every tuesday night so the podcast is actually updated so if you want to share this with other people who don't necessarily want to watch it the video cast uh feel free to go subscribe to the podcast ChristopherRash.com forward slash podcast shows check that out and of course i want to make sure that you guys know that i'm on the board of directors for help heal humanity go check it out helphealhumanity.org we've got amazing opportunities for you to volunteer for you to donate we're changing things around a little bit and how we're sponsoring chi- children over in Haiti and Cambodia we've got some exciting stuff coming up we've got some amazing stuff here coming up in the USA so go to helphealhumanity.org please and lend your support I would appreciate it if you do please let me know so I can take care of you as well um, I love you guys and um, yeah uh, Modi says take the batteries out of the clock and live yes 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 you, I love you guys. You guys are rock stars. Go out there have a magnificent week. Remember you're only limited by the parameters of your own mind. And if you think you can, you think you can't, you're right. So anyways, go out there, stay connected.